What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Welcome to the Wednesday show, the most fun show of the week. Buy low, sell high. Got some fun stats for you to think about. Uh, A dot and things of those nature. And, uh, you know, more conventional stats as well. We also have a special guest joining us today. I'll tell you about that in a moment. I've got a note about Fab. And, of course, we've got this COVID news to talk about. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings here. Okay, Dave, uh, Dave, I think, wants... To say something, he wants to address yeah. the audience about something that happened last night. Well, look, we're recording this Wednesday morning, and something big happened Tuesday night, and I think everybody needs to hear it. I made a massive trade. Ooh. And I want everybody's opinion on uh, on this blockbuster. I grade traded trade. away. Grade my trade. I'm giving myself an A+, plus because why else would I have made the trade if I wasn't doing that? You I'm certainly one- wouldn't be bringing it up on the podcast if it wasn't a good trade. <laughs> well, listen, if it was an interesting trade, I would bring it up. If it was a lopsided trade where you know I traded away Alvin Kamara for Joe Mixon and Justin Jefferson, you're right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell my kids. All right, here we go. Uh, Matt Ryan. Mike Davis, Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt. This is in a tiered PPR league where running backs get points per reception starting with their third catch. All right, you got to say the names again. I've already lost it. I got it. Akers, Hunt, Mike Davis, and Matt Ryan. So three running backs plus Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. The other side of the trade, Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, James White. uh, Obviously the Kyler side. What is this, a joke? Um, This is the Kyler side. Well, Heath likes Kareem Hunt a lot. I who was the other running back besides Akers and Hunt? Mike Davis. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not as bad as I made it out to be, but I like that's the, not an A. That's an Azer. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> for the the Kyler like it's an who Azer trade? The Kyler yes. side gets a gets a A minus. Well, you got like a top five to six. Difference maker at quarterback. You got a number one running back, and I don't even remember what the third piece was. But James it's a White. James White. Uh, James White. Were, wait, wait. Was James White the number one running back or Jonathan Taylor? He's the spare part. Sure. For like a, a very a high end number two running back, a fine low end number one quarterback, and a, a bunch of replacement parts. The calling Matt Ryan a low end number one quarterback though that might be a little. Severe is it? Isn't he like QB eight? He, he was last. He, he wasn't even that last week. Well, if he loses I don't know Julio if he this week, if he loses Julio Jones and Russell Gage every week, then sure. 
Um, but it's just no, it's just that the the game has changed so much. But the players are the same. Sorry, that's from, um, that's like, from it uh, takes, a movie. You need to average thirty points a game if you want to be a top five quarterback. As of no, now, you do. I'm not sure it's going to go stay higher, that way. You gotta go a little lower than that, not thirty. All right, but he's low end number one implies he's like twelfth or tenth. I don't know. You know, he's a little better than that, isn't he? If he's got Julio, then sure. Dave, good trade. If he had a pass catching running back. The number five Kyler. quarterback in CBS has scored ninety one fantasy points so far. Yeah. I, the okay. the thirty points a game was not. No, I know, but do you think that's going to okay. keep up? I'm just thinking historically. Usually, there's one or two quarterbacks that average close to thirty points per game, if not over it. Yeah, I mean, don't you think that that's going to normalize a little bit? Because right now, Russell Wilson's on pace for seventy five touchdown passes. He probably won't record. do that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, all right, good job, Dave. Way to go. Here's a quick note about Fab. Every week we tell you, oh, you should spend this on Fab. And every week Fab runs and people in most of my leagues end up spending more than what we recommend. So the only thing I'd say is take our recommendation with a grain of salt. We will give you a, oh, he's an 8%, like Justin Jefferson, 8% or whatever. As kind of how we're seeing that player, you adjust based on your record, your team needs, how much Fab you have left. But uh, that's why you know people say talk more about Fab in the in the preseason, they say talk more about salary cap leagues or what we used to call auction leagues. Uh, they're they're just all so different. I find that to be one of the more difficult parts of this job uh, when you talk about free agent budgets and and salary cap leagues and stuff like that. So with Fab, it's like everybody. If you really want a player, you have to go higher than what we say. Is basically what what I would tell you. Um, we're just giving guidelines, and you have to. Adjust I like to think of it league. as we're. We're giving what we would bid, but even but I, I even think it's a little insincere because we do that show for me anyway. I think for most of us, we do a Tuesday morning, so we do that show before we do our bids, and then I find mm-hmm. myself personally going in and putting more money and certain like I have a team. Stop that's, lying to our listeners. I'm not doing it on purpose. I I don't think Hunter Renfro is someone that you should have spent six dollars or eight dollars of your budget, eight percent of your budget on. But I personally really could use a fill-in PPR wide receiver in a couple of my leagues, and I was aggressive with Hunter Renfro. I spent six to eight bucks on him in two leagues, and I don't know that that was a great idea in general, but I needed it for me. I had a lot of fab left. I didn't spend much yet. So I, I don't know. I don't, it, you know. It just feels like you should spend a little more than what we say if you really want the player and don't feel bad about it. That's all. Do as I say, not as I do. Do as I do, not as I say, I guess, is what it would be, right? I don't know. Like, I, how many players have gone through Fab so far this season that you're sitting here on Wednesday morning of Week Four and really regretting that you didn't bid enough to get them? Mike Davis, certainly. Yeah. Uh, me. So far, I don't know if Noah Fant was a free agent. After well, I mean, week just one. look at the Benny no. Snell case. Hold on, hold on. Go back to Benny Snell after Week One where we talked about, I, I want to say we talked about maybe 15% max was as high as we were going to go. Maybe it was even lower than that because we weren't 100% sure how long he was going to be the guy if James Conner was going to be out. And people were fabbing him up like crazy. And there's, I'm glad if people listen to us on Benny Snell and a bunch of other people, they're happy that they lost those bids. 
they're happy that they bid 15% and didn't get Benny Snell. Now, I went and looked at one of the leagues that we're all in, and Justin Jefferson went for 17% of FAB. It's double, it's about double, a little less of what we were willing to go for him. And time will tell if that ends up being a great buy or a terrible buy. And here's the reality of the situation. How many players per season come off the waiver wire and make an impactful difference in a, in a fantasy league, not just for your team, but just in general fantasy football. Maybe Heath, you've got a number that you could, is it 20? Is it 30? Is it less than 20? How many players are fab ads during the season that end up being starters for your fantasy team for more than a week, Dave, for more than a week. 10 to 15? I don't know. Just like, not, not that literally blindfold us and point us to the nearest dartboard. We have no yeah, idea at all. We're is trying ever, to pull a number out of somewhere and just throw it against the, the wall. Is the, let's go crazy. Is the number 100? No way, right? No. Is the number 50? Probably not. Is the number 25? Are there 25 players to come off the waiver wire in a given season? I'm not asking you to name the 25 players from last year. But how many players no, this year I, I don't have know. come off the waiver I, look, wire? How, how, it's been three weeks. How many players have come off the waiver wire? That, that was how I started this starters? discussion right. by asking that. Yeah, I, right. I, I, like, I'm, I'm probably going to look. Right back I'm probably going to drop it's, Hunter Renfro in two in two weeks. That's my point. But my point is, I need to go out and get a win, and I and I like him this week. So maybe I'm going to be wrong about him. That's fine. But I like him this week, and I spent six dollars to try to win a league. I spent six dollars last week on the Colts DST. Would we ever say spend 6% of your budget on a DST? It was the best move I made. Uh, so, uh, you, you okay. know, so I think you you can be more aggressive than what we tell you. It, it's whatever. This conversation didn't need to go on that long. Let's do some buy low and some sell high. Special guest coming on the show later today is Nick Fox. Nick Fox generously donated to our St. Jude uh, Draft-a-thon, to, uh, and he uh, donated for a spot. Uh, guest appearance on a podcast. So he's coming on today to do a little fill in the blank and read your Apple podcast questions. He plays in 10 leagues. He's in the FFT Open, which we haven't talked about. The FFT Open, we'll talk about it with Nick a little bit later. Casey Simons, one of our listeners, started a, the FFT Open. There are, I don't know, about 200, 200 listeners in that contest, and that's pretty awesome. All right, who's your favorite buy low? Heath, who's your favorite buy low right now? Man, I got the free space. Thank you for coming to me first. Deshaun Watson is the, the sh- like not just my favorite by low, but I feel like the show's favorite by low, maybe the industry's favorite by low, which makes it more difficult for you to buy low on him. Except as we talked about yesterday on FFT on CBS Sports HQ, most leagues are not like our leagues. So you probably do have an opportunity to buy low on Deshaun Watson. It's been a very slow start for him against very, very difficult opponents. And now things get a lot better. I still believe in the Deshaun Watson we've seen the past two and a half years. I think he has enough weapons with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks and Jordan Aikens emerging and David Johnson averaging 10 yards per reception. I expect Deshaun Watson to be a top six or seven quarterback for the rest of the season. I feel like we could say the same for everybody in Houston. I keep Every time that gets yeah. brought up, I say the same thing, though. What about Brandon Cooks? Do you really do you feel that way about Brandon Cooks? If he's on the way, first of all, I've seen people drop Brandon Cooks. Yep. So if I'm if I'm trading specifically for Brandon Cooks, it better be part of a package deal, or I'm giving up a bench player for him. Mm-hmm. If I've got two tight ends and my second tight end is uh, 
Well, you've no got three tight ends in one league and you just put them all on the trade block and you're asking for running backs. But let's just assume in that league you have great running backs like you do in most other leagues and your receivers are crap. And you have Dalton Schultz, Noah Fant, and Zach Ertz. Would you give up Dalton Schultz for Brandon Cooks? I think I would. If I needed, I, I would. If I needed a receiver, especially if it's PPR, I would I would make that move. So you're, I'm talking about trading a tight end that I picked up off the waiver wire and spent very little fab on to go and get yeah. he, Brandon Cooks. He is down to 77% rostered. So nearly a quarter of leagues, Brandon Cooks is available. And maybe the 10-team leagues, he doesn't need to be rostered, but go pick him up in your 12-team league. All right, Dave, who's your favorite buy low? Is Zach Ertz a buy low? Jamie made the case on HQ yesterday that he wasn't because everybody knows that he's going to be awesome now just because Philadelphia doesn't have anybody else to well, They just lost to. their number one tight end. <laughs> okay. So if, if you have that outlook on him, then yeah, of course you're going to say that Ertz is an obvious buy low. But I'm I'm of the belief that not everybody is on top of, of the, the Philadelphia Eagles news and that people who drafted Zach Ertz in rounds three through maybe five aren't happy with him, and they could have had another tight end already. And you could try and get Zach Ertz, even if you know that he's going to end up getting more target share over the next month, maybe the rest of the season. You still could probably finagle uh, a deal. I think I think you're right on. I'll tell you why. Because people are so low on Carson Wentz right now, and they're so low on the Eagles' offensive line, and they should be. Uh, but they are they just probably don't want anything to do with the Eagles except for Miles Sanders. So uh Zach Ertz Why would you want it why would you be okay with being with Miles Sanders but not the rest of the offense? Just because he's gonna get the so many touches. Just because he's gonna get so many touches. but I know I'm just saying what I'm what I'm seeing is just so much negative uh Eagles feedback and I they deserve it. But uh I think you're right, and Ertz had ten targets last week and he should get a lot of targets going forward. Good uh could could I bring up another guy who might be a buy low? Yeah, Lamar Jackson. Oh, that's I was gonna say that like, uh, that, yeah, hundred percent. I've seen a, a lot of you know, th- I, just based on the emails, tweets, and stuff. A lot of should I trade this guy for Mar- Lamar Jackson? Yes, you should. Um, yes, we're we're not I'm, really worried about him, are we? I I don't think so. His offensive line did not play great against Kansas City. And the Chiefs laid out a blueprint about how to kind of pin him in. And his pass catchers have been letting him down the last couple of weeks. I think they can get that right. And I think he'll eventually start rushing for touchdowns again. Okay. Uh, you'd rather have rest of season Lamar Jackson over to Sean Watson, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. Who are your favorite sell high guys, Heath? Um, the fill-in running backs. Almost yeah. all of oh, them. Yeah. Mike, like Davis. Mike Davis, yeah. Uh, Rex Burkhead, uh, Jeff Wilson. Um, I, I don't even know for sure that Burkhead and Wilson are going to last through week four. But right now it kind of looks like they are. And so like maybe somebody would like is really desperate running back and has Noah Fant and Dalton Schultz and Zach Ertz. And <laughs> you were a dummy and drafted Hayden Hurst at tight end because you thought he was going to be good. And you try to trade a couple of those guys for a good tight end. Yeah. I think Mike Davis is a great, it depends how much you need him. But if you're not starting Mike Davis and you have him, he's got value. It's not like you're ripping someone off here. Yep. But you're giving him a short-term fix. You're giving your his him or her a short-term fix, and you can get a long-term play out of it. So go for it. Yep. 
That's that's what I did. And I'm in a league with it's a 14 team industry analyst league. People who you've heard of that that write about fantasy football, just like us guys that we had on our on our uh, draft a thon earlier this year. I couldn't I couldn't get Robbie Anderson for Rex Burkhead. Like I'm trying to give away Rex Burkhead because I've got great depth at running back. Surprise, surprise. And I uh, can't even get Robbie Anderson straight up for sexy Rexy. So I don't think people are very excited about Burkhead, but there, there's definitely appeal for Mike Davis. He's got some value. All right, Dave, give me a sell high. I think Melvin Gordon is a great sell high. Even going into this matchup against the Jets, which he should be a top 10 running back coming out of, I know that Philip Lindsay is coming back soon. I know that this Broncos offensive line is getting worse. They're onto their third quarterback of the season. And Melvin Gordon sometimes gets beat up. So if you can turn Melvin Gordon into, uh, you might be able to turn Melvin Gordon into Kenyon Drake right now. And if you can do that, you're turning water into wine. I I do not see Melvin Gordon. He'll he'll be great in week four. Not so sure he's going to have many great games after week four. I, I'm just hoping he'll be great in week four. Uh, so we actually are going to preview that game a little bit later. The worst game of the year. And uh, we will discuss it. Uh, we don't I, we say that about every Jets game, though. I can't. There, Brett Rippon is starting, Dave. I, I've got some fun. Like, do you think? Do you think there will be six hundred total yards in that game? And by the way, week three, the Jets and the Broncos combined for like five hundred and sixty or something total yards in their respective games. Do you think we'll have six hundred total stinking yards in this Thursday night game? I think there's a lot of bad defense in this game, and no, I don't think there will be 600 yards. I kind of think there will be. Okay. Um, The Jets might, sounds like maybe getting Jamison Crowder back. That Broncos secondary is not very good right now. The Jets secondary is absolutely terrible. Like, that's another one of my my favorite by lows right now is Jerry Judy. And I think you might need to do it before Thursday night. Like even with Brett Rippon playing, the, the fact that as a rookie, he's earning eight targets a game in his first three games, like he could explode at any moment. All right. I, uh, I don't think his drops more. are going to last all year. Uh, all right. So everyone, stop what you're doing right now. And if you're on a computer, go to joinhoney.com slash FFT. This is honestly only going to take a few seconds. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. Click a few buttons, get that browser extension. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we do. And that's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies the best one available at checkout. It's basically your online shopping best friend. I use Honey. Dave's kids use Honey. They buy everything, right? They use Honey. Uh, they, sa- they save you money. That's good. Uh, my friends and my family, they all use Honey because when I found out about it, when they became a sponsor, I said, whoa, this is awesome. It took two seconds to install. It's free. Everybody I know needs to go get Honey right now. Joinhoney.com slash FFT. Just go do your online shopping, buy what you normally buy, and then Honey's going to pop up and say, hey, I got this coupon code for you. Let's save some money. How easy is that? I've used Honey for takeout food, for sports memorabilia, for pet food, for these headphones, actually. I saved a few bucks. Um, I get discounts all the time. And now you can too. Honey supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery. Yeah, it might be like 5%. might not seem like a lot, but it adds up over time. might be a few bucks. Who knows? But it adds up over time. You save a lot of money. Uh, so it's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free. It works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash FFT. 
That's joinhoney.com slash FFT. Well, I think it's about time we talk about the COVID news. So the Titans have three players and other members of their organization testing positive. They're shutting down their facilities until Saturday. They're scheduled to play the Steelers on Sunday. The game could be moved to Monday or to another week later in the season, maybe week seven or eight. Uh, you're talking about starting defensive tackle or nose tackle Daquan Jones and a long snapper Bo Brinkley and a practice squad tight end Tommy Hudson. So they're facing the Steelers this week. Meanwhile, the Titans faced the uh, Vikings last week, and the Vikings are being cautious right now. They're closing their facilities. By the time this show is over, by the time you hear it, you might have more information on the Vikings situation. It's yeah. possible the Vikings, Texans, but less that's less possible. It's possible that these two games could get moved in some capacity. So I guess generally speaking, what do fantasy managers need to know right now? I think the next two mornings are key. Um, from what I understand, everyone retested again yesterday. They're getting these tests back within 24 hours. And again, this is all from what I understand. Something could be totally erroneous. But um, well, we saw this with baseball. Um, and I think the Cardinals were the best example. Test Not testing positive yesterday after a game on Sunday doesn't really tell us very much yet. Um, we've got really 48 to 72 hours of an incubation period where you could test, say that you don't have it, and then you'll find out a couple of days later you actually did. So the NFL, if there's not any more positive tests, is very much on the we want to play these games on time track right now. Mike Tomlin said they've been told prepare as if everything's going to go ahead as scheduled. But they don't really have the final say in this. The final say is going to come back to what these tests say. They, they can't play the game on time if we continue to get more and more positives as the week goes on. And, I, you know, I was thinking about this, like, let's say the game gets postponed. You know, do you, do you allow a fantasy manager to put, say, Derrick Henry in an IR spot? But I don't think so, because this would essentially be their bye week, wouldn't it? If I would it still allow up, it. It depends on if this goes down as their bye week. If let's just say that the the only game that needs to be rescheduled is the Steelers and the Titans. There's a very easy way where it only affects three teams to reschedule that game for later in the year. And then the Steelers and the Titans would have their bye in week four. If the NFL lays it out that way and this is the de facto bye week for those teams, then I guess not. But if it's a postponed game that you know they they make it up to be determined then yeah, I think you absolutely create that extra bench depth for those players. I, it's only the right thing to do. Whether you p- can put them on the, your IR spot or not because they're not playing, you really shouldn't punish a, a, a league manager because a player either gets COVID or is on a team that can't play because of COVID. Okay. Uh, so we'll keep everybody posted on that and talk with your commissioner and see what your commissioner wants to do. News and notes. So Jamison Crowder is trending in the right direction. Would he be a must start against the Broncos? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... In PPR, yes. He'd be a top 30 wide receiver. Philip Lindsay was limited in practice. David, the way you were talking about Melvin Gordon sounded like you didn't expect Philip Lindsay this week. But he might play, and that just means fewer touches and less playing time for Melvin. Yeah, when in week one, when Lindsay got hurt, he and Gordon had basically the same amount of carries at that point. I think he actually mm-hmm. had one more carry than Melvin Gordon. Uh, he got hurt late in the second quarter. Denver right tackle Elijah Wilkinson is likely going on IR. Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson's in the con- concussion protocol, so we'll check on him throughout the week. Chris Godwin, you're not going to have him this week, and he may miss multiple games. Dallas Goddard's on IR with a small ankle fracture. 
Uh, Deshaun Jackson could play this week. Chris Harris, Chargers cornerback, could miss six weeks with a foot injury. Daryl Henderson is likely to start. Back to that Broncos game, Brett Rippon is going to start at quarterback. Philadelphia signed Hakeem Butler and is going to use him as a tight end. Anybody see any dynasty value there? Insert Undertaker Jif here. (laughs) He's rising up out of the casket. Awesome. All right. I still have two dynasty rosters with Hakeem Butler on it. So, yeah. Okay. Are you excited? Dedication. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited. He could be the second tight end to Dallas Goddard next year. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I just saw this stat this morning on ESPN. Demarcus Lawrence, Cowboys defensive end. He doesn't have a sack since week eight of last year. Over 400 snaps without a sack. That's wild. Yeah. And the yeah. Texans will not sign Earl Thomas. Do we have any updates on every 49er who's injured? I have nothing. Nope. Michael Thomas. Nope. Chris Carson. Sounds I, like it's going to be one to two weeks. Yeah. Without him. Jared Cook. Nope. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I like how we used to do, do you expect? I enjoy, do we have any updates on much, much more? <laughs> okay. Well, do you expect, I think, is more of a Thursday, Friday thing after we get some practice reports. Um, all right. We can do more buy low, sell high. Uh, I just, let me promote one thing here. It's time for you to win some big-time cash prizes. We're giving away $40,000 in cash with the CBS Sports Parlay Pick'em. The contest is simple. Just correctly pick five games against the spread, answer a couple tiebreaker questions, and you could win cash every week, starting with $5,000 in week one. Plus, come back every week for your shot to win the $20,000 season-long prize. You could even start a group with friends to up the action. Odds for the contest are provided by William Hill. So if you live in one of the 50 U.S. states and you're over 18, download the CBS Sports app or visit cbssports.com slash parlay. cbssports.com slash parlay. Take your shot at the cash. Data rates may apply. Limit one entry per person. The game is sponsored by Viacom CBS, and you can find the full rules at cbssports.com slash parlay. And if you want to ask us some questions on Twitter, use the hashtag AskFFT all season long. I'll get, you, I'll get a few more buy low and sell high for you, from you guys later. Let me give you some stats. I want to hear what you guys think about these. Do these stats matter? All right, you hear me talk about running backs and that 50-catch mark. Typically need about 50 catches to be a, a top-five running back. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has five catches. He did, thankfully, have five targets in week three as they, they had the ball a little bit more than they did in the first two weeks. Nick Chubb has three catches on three targets. Uh, Cook is third in non-PPR. Chubb is fourth. Cook is fourth in non-PPR. Chubb is eighth. But when you look at this low, these low catch numbers here, um, does that make you at, at all concerned about the fantasy productions for Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb? I would expect Cook to eventually have a couple of games where he gets four-plus receptions. That's bound to happen with him. But Chubb, I think we, we pretty much know now that the, the one area that we can expect him not to play in is the, the hurry-up offense for Cleveland. Two-minute drill, unless they're like inside the 10, uh, or when they're chasing points late. I, I think this game is really, really interesting this week for the Browns running backs against the Cowboys, because I would expect the Cowboys are going to score at will. And I expect Cleveland's going to be playing from behind, which in the way we expect things to work would mean a lot more Kareem Hunt than Nick, Ch- Nick Chubb. The other thing that I found that was interesting, Kareem Hunt currently has more red zone carries than Nick Chubb. Uh, yeah, let me see crazy. inside the five yard line though. Nick Chubb has four carries hunt has two. 
Now, remember, Nick Chubb had a few of them consecutively. Didn't he get stuffed three times in a row? I, I, but yes, but he's also scored more red zone touchdowns than Hunt, even though Hunt has more carries. Yeah, well, but Hunt has two catches in the red zone, yeah. right? Two touchdown catches. It, it's or it's one, really one. like I don't know that we will learn anything. And this situation may be just as simple as just start them both and stop trying to analyze which one's going to be better in which situation. But yes, I do think it hurts Chubb's profile in PPR a little bit. Yeah, it's weird. Alexander Madison has as many catches as Delvin Cook. Yeah, um, that might be garbage time. I'm not sure, but I'm a little bit concerned because we were like, it's weird to say that about Cook after the week he just had. Um, but we were definitely expecting 50 plus catches from Dalvin Cook, and that's going to be a hard number to get to now. I'm encouraged that he had five targets in week three, even though he only caught, uh, I think, two of those. Maybe I don't know, whatever it was, but I, I think I guess I'm just trying to ask, like, would you try to sell high on, let's say, Nick Chubb? Because Nick Chubb is very uninvolved in the passing game, and you know, is he just going to be like Derrick Henry from last year and score a bunch of touchdowns, or do you think there's an opportunity to sell? And when I say sell high, I mean you basically ask for anything you want because he's obviously a must sure. guy. So if I could, if I could pair Nick Chubb with a small-ish piece of my roster to go get Alvin Kamara or Ezekiel Elliott. I would. Would I trade him straight up for Christian McCaffrey right now? Yes. If I was 3-0, for sure. If I was 3-0 and and I had running back depth, I think I could make the case for it. But if I'm 2-1, and and 1-2, and and my running back depth isn't great, I don't know if I'm doing that. All right. uh, Tell me if this matters to you. Cincinnati has run the second most plays in the NFL behind Dallas, but they are last in the NFL in yards per play. Hmm. They had, did they? They had, yeah. They had a complete overtime game. Uh, yes, like they went. The, they went the distance in overtime. They tied. Mm-hmm. They've actually they've lost by three, by five, and they've tied. Well, they I think that contributes probably to running the most plays. They played an extra quarter. Okay, so then what's more significant? The fact that yeah, I think I think they were up there in plays even going into week two, uh, going into week three. But uh, the fa- how about the fact that they're last in yards per play? They're not good. We. That should not be a surprise to anyone. <laughs> and if they can't, if they can't improve specifically the run game, that's an indictment of the coaching staff, big time. And especially this week, you just can't block anybody, right? That's fine, but you work around that. You find ways to implement your running back besides doing the exact same thing over and over again for twelve straight quarters. Does they this, say all this about how bad they are. I've got Joe Burrow is, as a top ten quarterback. I know. Week, that's so. what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Like this is a Joe Boo week for them, isn't it? This is definitely is a Joe Boo week for their whole offense. <laughs> okay. All right, next stat. Josh Allen has 16 pass attempts inside the 10-yard line. He had 21 last year. Mm-hmm. 16 already. Uh, Buffalo is seventh in pass attempts, which is like crazy. They've been a running team since like 25 we, years. You know, it's like crazy. But I, what does this mean to you? I it it means to me that I completely misjudged the Bills' offense coming into the year, and I I was under the impression that they were going to do plenty of running and that they were going to try and take pressure off of Josh Allen and that Allen wouldn't run as much. And the exact opposite has happened. Allen is running plenty. He's playing great, and they've just decided, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna be a Josh Allen centric offense, and we're just gonna let him make plays. And he's been doing it. He's been great. And uh, I feel bad and dumb about having Allen ranked as low as I did, but I'm enjoying the hell out of watching him play. Man, he is fun. Uh, Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson rest of the season? I think you have to say Allen. 
Yeah, I would like I would say Alan with the caveat that I I wouldn't be surprised if I changed my mind in two weeks. But right now I would definitely like there's no way to say anything about Alan. Would you trade him? Would you trade Josh Allen for Lamar Jackson? No, I would rather have Lamar Jackson than Josh Allen. Okay, uh, how about this? Michael Gallup's a dot average depth of target. This is going to be high. Sixteen point eight. It's mm-hmm. been 14.1, 12.2, and 16.8. So his targets are coming farther down the field now than they have ever had. Uh, his yards before reception are up from 11.7 to 18.2. Uh, that, that, by the way, yards uh, yards before reception, second in the NFL behind DK Metcalf. So Michael Gow, I don't love this trend here. I mean, I feel like he's turning into this boomer bust wide receiver. I just wonder, and I hate to keep going back to this play, but the sample size is still small enough that I'm going to. Like, one play on a bogus PI call and his yards before reception might go up two yards. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Like, that was a 40-yard pass. And, and yeah, he's the downfield threat for this offense. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's is he just going to be... His yards before reception is second in the NFL. Like it's it's very high. Uh, you know, okay, the broader point I'd like to make and get your opinion on, when you look at ADOT and you look at how far downfield guys are running routes, I feel like you don't want a high ADOT. I mean, I, I, a lot of fantasy analysts really like it, but I think it's bad for PPR, unless you're like a really special player. Um, but I think it's I think it's really bad for PPR. You know, it leads to fewer it, catches, higher yards per catch, but I think it... I think it could lead to a lot of boomer bust weeks. Very frustrating stuff. For sure. Like these guys are better in best ball. Um, they're better in non PPR than they are in full PPR, but they're also league winners three or four times a year, like our week winners. And I think Gallup was a week winner last week. Like you've got two disappointing performances and then a week winner. So what do you think about this week? And I don't know, the game against the Browns, which I don't really know how this one's going to go. Should be interesting. I, I think the Cowboys probably put up 40. I, d- I don't know how they'll do it. They've got too many weapons, but... He'll get some shots. Yeah. They'll, you, they'll take some shots to him. You're probably starting him as your third receiver or flex. Five of his 11 receptions have gone for at least 19 yards. So okay. I think we've got a pretty good idea of how mm-hmm. they're using Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. And the, the more you feel confident in the Cowboys being in a shootout, high-scoring type of a game, the more you should want to start Gallup. Yeah. Uh, so except they've been in three shootouts and he said, two, two, well, I, I don't know if week one was a shootout. Uh, okay. And finally, would you rather have Tyler Boyd or Michael Gallup? I would take the guy with the lower a dot here because I like the target share Boyd and PPR Boyd. for sure. Non PPR. I think it's a real, uh, it's a real question. All right. Final thing here on a dot. Chris Towers brought this up on Monday. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore have like switched roles. Robbie Anderson's a dot average depth of target, 8.5 yards. Very low. He's usually around 15. Whereas DJ Moore, his a dot is up from 11.1 last year to 13.5 this year. But we know we love DJ Moore because Teddy Bridgewater is a conservative quarterback. He throws short a lot. Robbie Anderson is running these very short routes. DJ Moore mm-hmm. is going a little bit deeper downfield. You want to know the truth is that everybody on the Panthers is running these short routes and there's occasional deep routes for Robbie and DJ. And I, I, I spent a little time yesterday watching all of DJ's targets and he's not separating from man coverage very well. 
it's it's like the That's... one little nitpick that I've got on him. And he's and when it comes to contested catches, it's it's probably truly a 50-50 type deal with him. But and again, this is kind of like what we were saying about the Texans. He's faced the Buccaneers and the Chargers the past two weeks. Like that very few receivers separate against those defensive backs. Um, that's why they're so good against the pass. Yeah. So are you thinking I, are you thinking buy low on maybe. DJ Moore or are you thinking there are really reasons to be concerned here? Um Depends I just wanted to if, if I, you're if, don't give up too much for him, but you could go after him. Yeah, he's still a I still view him as a must start wide receiver every week. This same thing you're talking about has also happened in New England. Julian Edelman's A dot is over twelve really so far this season. Wow. Nikhil Harry is at six point three. It's Edelman's being targeted twice as far downfield as Nikhil Harry. Is that weighed by what happened in Seattle? Well, certainly. That would be a third of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh well, maybe more than a third of it though, because he had probably had a, a lot more targets in that game than he had in week one. But uh, yeah, all right. It's small sample size, I guess. Like it, it, you're still taking DJ Moore over Robbie Anderson rest of the season, right? Yes. Okay. Would you have? Would you rather have DJ Moore or DK Metcalf in a PPR Metcalf. league where Metcalf's Metcalf. barely catching it? Uh, it's completely dependent on format for me. All right. So PPR, who are you taking? Moore. And Dave's gonna take Metcalf. All right. Um, let's get this crap game out of the way. Denver at the Jets. Na 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 na. Denver. Denver what? and the Jets. There you go. Uh, basic questions. How many turnovers in this game? Four. Over under 600 total yards. Over. We answered that. Under. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Over under 30 completed passes. And to give you some context, Sam Darnold under. has had 21. Well, Sam Darnold's had 21, 21, and 17. So he'll hold up his end of the bargain. Over. 30 completed passes. Okay. You guys not see it eye to eye on these stupid props. Jets are 0-3. They've been horrible. Broncos are 0-3. Lost by two to the Titans, five to the Steelers. Your last question was the best one. Oh, which player scores the most fantasy points in half PPR? Melvin Gordon. Um, Darnold? Yeah. He's like 16, 17 points, something like that. I'd feel a little bit better about him if he had Crowder. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Titans or the Broncos, they were okay weeks one and two, lost some close games. Week three, they got blown out. They didn't have their quarterback. 28-10, they lost against Tampa Bay. So we're not starting the quarterbacks in this game. Let's go right to the running backs. Now, the Jets, they were horrible against the 49ers, but their MO is is having a good run defense, and they were really good against the Bills guys, and they were okay against Jonathan Taylor, 13 carries, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Is this a good matchup for Melvin Gordon? And, you know, where would you, where are you ranking him now, and where would you rank him if Phil if Philip Lindsay plays? Top ten running back right now, top fifteen running back, even with Lindsay playing. Yeah, I've got him at fifteen to twenty right now, and uh, twenty to twenty five if Lindsay plays. Are you going to start Mike Davis over Melvin Gordon? Well, yes. No. You really like Melvin Gordon, huh? Dave, I do. Okay. So you think the jet? You don't think the Jets' um, run defense I, is good? I I think their de- run defense has been okay, but I still think the Broncos can lean on Gordon, provided that he's the main back for them, and that the field position will end up being in their favor because the Jets will turn the ball over, and they're they're not going to lean heavy on Brett Rippin. 
they're gonna they're gonna lean on Melvin Gordon as much of their offensive line as they possibly can. So, yeah, well, let's hope we get a lot of carries out of him. Uh, I'll give oh, you a few more. How about um, Devin Singletary? You may not know Zach Moss's status on Thursday, but Devin Singletary at Las Vegas or uh, or Melvin Gordon? Melvin. If Zach Moss doesn't practice Thursday, then I would start Singletary. How about Julian? And if Philip Lindsay plays, I would start Singletary regardless. Julian Edelman or Melvin Gordon? PPR. Edelman. Gordon. All right. Moving on to the wide receivers in this game. Let's just do both teams here. Let's say Jamison Crowder plays. Crowder or Judy, who's the best wide receiver? Crowder. Yep. Crowder, you said, would be like about 30th. I I know this matchup looks good for Jerry Judy, but Judy hasn't looked good. And this is the third quarterback that he's working with this season. So I feel like I need to see it from Judy before I trust him. Okay, what about Crowder though? You said he'd be. You guys said he'd be a, a number three guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> top, top thirty. Uh, okay. What did I do now? You guys are laughing. Yeah, I was uh, like, yeah, Crowder's and Crowder, and you said you don't like Jerry Judy. Yeah. Was- no, I know because I was thinking about Crowder versus Judy. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. How about Odell Beckham or Jameson I'm, I'm doing Crowder? a completely different podcast in my head right now, Adam. Sorry. <laughs> hey, how is it? Is it good? It's so much worse than what we're doing. It's so bad. Odell Beckham, or, Odell, Beckham or Crowder. Odell Beckham or Crowder? Beckham. Uh, Crowder. Yeah, I don't I, I, I don't have much confidence in Odell Beckham. Well, they're going to have to throw the ball in this uh, game. Cowboys are going to score. Maybe. Even maybe. in non-PPR, Heath? In non-PPR, I might go Beckham. I've got Beckham right around 30, so it'd be... Like, I haven't projected Crowder, but it'd be close. Oh, I got a good one. PPR League. Joe Mixon or Jamison Crowder? Mixon. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm giving Mixon the benefit of the doubt for one more week. I would say probably Mixon, yeah. Now, I will. I do love the specific matchup for Crowder because they're starting a rookie at, at, in the slot in Denver, and he's allowed like an 89% catch rate and a quarterback rating of over 130. He doesn't seem to be really good at covering slot receivers, so Crowder could end up doing well. I'm starting him in my one league that I have him in. I'm excited. If, if he plays. If he plays. So, and if anybody cares a reference, I'd start him. I'm starting him over Darius Slayton. This is a chance for him to get back. Um, we, we got a really interesting trade in that two quarterback lead. I've got I've got a uh, a big lead on you, but Jameson Crowder gets to try to make it up now. I th- I have a feeling I'm going to win that trade. Uh, my my Mitchell Trubisky for your Jameson Crowder. Uh, right, yeah. So any other wide receivers in this game? Barrios has been good. KJ Hamler had seven targets. Tim Patrick caught a touchdown last week. Uh, anyone else? I think, think Barrios is in play if Crowder does not play. Do you like or love Noah Fant this week? Gotta love him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because just because of the quarterback, I mean, like he got ten targets last week and and only had five catches for forty six yards. The Jets have given up three touchdowns to tight ends in their last two games. Jordan Reed had two. Mo Ali Cox had one. They both had 50 yards. So the matchup is perfectly fine. I mean, let's not poo-poo five catches for 46 yards. We were just talking about Gronk's breakout game, which wasn't much different. Oh, but it was on 10 targets. It's not a great game for 10 targets, right? Right. Not a good- uh, right. It's bad efficiency-wise, but fantasy-wise, like I don't... 
not getting any rates in my fantasy points. Sure. Um, Johnu Smith or Noah Fant? Fant. Um, Johnu. Hunter Henry. Are we going to have any clarification on the Titans? Oh, that's status true. That's a good point. By Thursday night. Uh, okay. Hunter Henry or Noah Fant? Fant. Fant. Okay. And is there anything I'm missing? Frank Gore, then the DSTs. We'll talk about them. I did try on my, you know, podcast that's in my head to make a case for Frank Gore. Short week, offensive lines, uh, defensive line for Denver is in bad shape. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't recommend Frank Gore. I I might do try to make a trade offer for Le'Veon Bill. Reports have surfaced that if the Jets lose this game, some things in New York might be changing. Yeah. And Le'Veon Bell's hamstring might feel better after those things change. Mm, interesting. Well, he's on um, IR, so he can come back next week. Correct. Yes. Um, but also, yes, both defenses. I'm I'm starting them both. Who do you like better? Broncos. I'm only starting the Broncos, but they're low end. They are toward the bottom of the top twelve. By the way, Chris Herndon um stinks. Well, yeah, look, look, he might, but he has had so far he has faced three teams two of them are giving up the fewest fantasy points to tight ends and the other is buffalo who probably would be right there if not for the one game where their two starting linebackers were out it's possible when we see the season play out that he's just faced three teams that are great against tight ends um so it's just something to, just something to keep in mind if he has a good game maybe you can buy into it a little bit more on on waivers next week all right, Nick Fox is going to join us in a bit. We're going to do some fill in the blank. Uh, did you guys want to give any more buy low or sell highs? If uh, if James Connor is on your team, shop him around and see what you can get. Not saying absolutely get rid of him, but if you can turn it, almost the same thing that we were talking about with um, was it Chubb earlier, where you're just going to move up and upgrade to like one of the elite running backs. And if you can do that with Connor, I think that would be, I think the timing is great on that. And if you can't trade Connor, just get Benny Snell, please back up Connor with Snell. Snell's hitting the waiver wire in a bunch of leagues now. Any other names? I, I'll throw, I'm going to throw out Evan Ingram. I, it's hard to get. I really think it's difficult to find a tight end on the waiver wire right now. Dalton Schultz is like the only one that I'm excited about. And he was, he was 60% rostered before yesterday. So uh, you're tra- buying low on Ingram. I'm buying low on Ingram thinking he'll be usable. He'll be like a top 10 tight end. I don't think he's going to be great, but he's getting a lot of targets. His stats are basically the same as Logan Thomas's and he's better than Logan Thomas. Like, he's got, he's I got, don't know if he is. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. he. Is. I don't know if his quarterback is better than Logan Thomas's quarterback. I, also think he is, but, but it's a bad situation. No doubt. I'm no longer expecting Evan Ingram to be, I, well, I, well, first of all, I wasn't. Like, I didn't really have, I don't have any shares, maybe one, uh, one team I share with Heath. Um, I just think that he's going to be usable. So if you're sitting there like, gosh, I have Mo Ali Cox, I'd rather have Evan Ingram. I would too. I, he'll, he'll be, he'll be okay. Go see if you can move Mo Ali Cox for Evan Ingram. Well, dude, Mo Ali Cox, I was looking at the waiver reports. Like, Mo Ali Cox in our leagues got a lot of love. Yeah. I think yeah, it I might be missing. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. So that was one guy if you're desperate at tight end. And I think Mark Andrews is a much higher end buy low. I think we agree on that, right? Yeah, buying tight ends. It's the be- look, people a lot of a lot of fantasy managers have multiple tight ends on their roster. And that's They've got three in one of our yeah, leagues. Yeah, that's why it's hard to find them on on waivers. Thanks, Dave. 
So make a, you got to you got to go to the trade. Let's make route. a trade. I've Let's got make a Rex deal. Burkhead and Jeff Wilson and Malcolm Brown, Dave. I've got three you're running me, backs for you. Give me all three of them for Dalton Schultz. It's generous. Uh, <laughs> so anything else? Dave had a lot of names earlier. Oh, Cam Newton sell high. I I talked about Cam Newton and Juju as sell high candidates on HQ, and really Cam was the quarterback. I had to pick a quarterback and. I thought I could make the case for him as a sell high, even though he's coming off of a bad game. I think he has a good game this week. If you're just not in love with Cam Newton's long-term prospects, or if you can upgrade on him, you can do it. I'm not saying get him off your team. The worst is coming for him. I don't think that's happening. But last week was an example of a game where Cam Newton didn't have to do much, and the Patriots were just fine. And they're getting they're getting healthier running back for sure over the next couple of weeks. So I don't know what that's going to do to Cam's totals overall if the patriots know they can just run 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 that could hurt cam and but he's still their best running back at the goal line does anybody feel like deandre swift and cam Akers are by low candidates are we just staying yes, the heck 100 yes this yeah. was this was the uh this was the the blueprint um they're going to be bad early in the year wait until somebody gets sick of them and they've been dropped in a few leagues um, yeah, I'd we, rather just I'd just rather wait till they get dropped and then I'll pick them up. But like if Dave could turn like even Noah Fant, I would say, into one of those two in that IDP league, I I, I would be thrilled to do that. Oh man. I'm not giving up Fant for one of those two right now. <laughs> but you you're not even starting Fant this week, are you? In the IDP league, I'm not sure. I probably will. Over Ertz? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Noah Fant over Zach Ertz. I can probably start them both. I might want to do that. All right, we I, are. Somebody uh, told me once that starting too tight a tight end in your flex was the stupidest thing you'd ever heard. In a league with that many players, it's a little bit different. Things have changed, Heath. Um, <laughs> Shraggy B, we got Nick coming on, or are we just waiting? I got more yeah, stuff. Nick will come on in a bit. We can take a break right now, or we can keep going. I don't care. I, I got more stuff in the notes. Let's let's, yeah, do, let's take a break. Oh, uh, you sure? I can read the Apple Podcast questions. Why don't we do that? Is that cool? Right, let's do it. Thumbs up, Shaggy B, or do we need? To, yeah, if here. we need to take a break, I can take a break. That's fine. You know what? I'm going to take charge. We're going to take a break. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back on fantasy football today. And uh, time for our guest of honor, Nick Fox, joining us now. And as I mentioned, Nick uh, Nick very generously donated to St. Jude to to come on our show. He's been listening to us and tweeting us. Uh, interacting with us for years. Finally get to meet him and talk to him. This is awesome. This is a real pleasure for us, real honor for us. Nick, first of all, thanks for your generosity and welcome to the show. Hey, Adam, thanks for having me, guys. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time and uh, it's, this is the least I can do. You know, through these trying times, just all we can do is help and you guys do a fantastic job with St. Jude and it's an honor to be here. Love yeah, that man. mindset. It's an honor to share the podcast airwaves with you. Thank you for your generosity. Thanks, Dave. Again, you big fan. Dude. I'm so happy I'm here. That a Notre Dame hat you have on? Yeah, Fighting Irish. Let's uh, go. Why don't you just join the ACC already? Like, what the hell? You're so so high and mighty. Like, come on, just join the conference, right? Hey, you know, it's it's you know with everything going on with the pandemic, it's you know the great team, obviously historical team, and uh, yeah, hopefully they can get back on the field soon. Yeah. Um. All right. So Nick, you have uh, you're in ten leagues, and one of those yes, leagues, 10 leagues is the FFT Open. So, right. so yep. cool. Tell, tell us about this. 
Yeah. So Casey Simmons, you know, obviously he's, um, he's a big fan of yours as well. Um, on, uh, the Facebook group, he, um, you know, he was trying to get, you know, the fishbowl type of mentality and mantra. So, you know, I was happy to join one of the leagues and I'm sorry to say I'm three, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's been a great start for me. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing a great, great job. So, you know, hats off to Casey as well. Yeah, Casey's crushing it. He sends out an email every week. He's got like a website. He's so organized, very impressed. He put this together in a day or maybe two days. Uh, and we have something like, I, I don't know, remember the exact number, but like 200 people in the league. So awesome stuff. Can he commission all of our leagues? <laughs> he probably would. He's, he's, real, he's real good at it. All right, we're going to do some fill in the blank and some Apple podcast questions here with Nick. Uh, so... We'll let Nick go last. Give him time to think about it and give him time to correct all of your mistakes. So this is from Pat from Ohio. Le'Veon Bell will be a blank running back for the rest of the season, and a new blank would be the reason. Uh, so Le'Veon Bell will be a blank running back rest of the season, and a new blank would be the reason. What up, Pat? I'm going to say low-end number two running back and new coach will be the reason. Top 25 running back and new hamstring. <laughs> I was thinking about saying hamstring. Now, what if we, what if we, you, are you not going to let, you're question. not going to let Nick give the fill in the blank. I, I'm going to let Nick answer this first. Okay. Let's, we're only going to do one fill in the blank. So I'm going to reread it just for you, Nick. Le'Veon Bill will be a blank running back for the rest of the season and a new team will be the reason. So Le'Veon's traded. I don't know the team. It's not the jets. What would he be rest of season? I, I'm with you guys. I still think in a PPR league, he's a low-end RB2. Um, obviously, you know, in New York right now, they need a new coach because obviously, you know, someone doesn't like him right there and right now. So I would say low-end RB2 and hopefully even better if he's on a team that will actually utilize him. Yeah, like I, I think about all the injuries that the 49ers are going through and, you know, what if the injury to McKinnon and Mostert are more severe than they're letting on or what if Carson was done for the year? Mm imagine Le'Veon Bell on one of those two teams, especially San Francisco. Holy moly. I think he'd be closer to a top 15 running back rest of the year, if not higher. Yeah. I'm with you. And you know, maybe in Pittsburgh too, maybe a reunion in Pittsburgh, who knows, but it would definitely help his value. No doubt. Yeah. That that would be a shock to see, but Uh, uh, why not? Let's, let's just keep on dreaming. Let's keep on uh, rolling with it. Look, I think everybody, I don't think the fantasy world dislikes Le'Veon Bell. I think they see him as a good talent, just stuck on a bad team. And uh, I, I think they'd race right back. Yeah, to I'm not, him if I'm not sure I team. agree with that. But I mean, I agree. I, I'm not sure I, if you think in the, the fantasy world. Now, like, I understand that we've got bitter feelings toward him for his holdout back in. No, 18. no, no. I just don't know that he's so good anymore. Like, you know, you know, how I felt he hasn't had a 30 yard uh, run in three years. He hasn't had a 20 yard run. Well, it's been two full seasons since he's had a 30-yard run. He didn't have a 20-yard run last year. I don't care how bad your offensive line is. The guy is not making any explosive plays anymore. He's pretty advanced in his career. He just might not be that good. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But let's, I okay. hope he gets I'd traded. I'd be more excited I'd love if he to find a different out. team. Yeah, oh, I would too. Okay, from Larry, Joe Mixon will be RB blank rest of the season. 16. 17. He's 17 currently. I'm with kind of around you guys. I'm saying 15, and he's definitely a buy low right now. From River King, the second best wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers rest of season will be blank. Lazard. What's the other choice? Devontae Adams? (laughs) MVS. It's Ellen Lazard. Lazard for me as well. 
Yeah, MVS is just they're gonna roll coverage, even if Devontae's in. Um, you know, Lazard's a possession receiver, and I, I think he'll be the best. You could say AJ Green. <laughs> Maybe. For the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did what, I miss- oh, we can't make up trades for other players besides Le'Veon Bell. Dave, this podcast that is going on in your mind is really interesting. You trading players all over the place. Good stuff. Thank you. Frank Gore. Uh, AJ Green. Taylor's story says, I'm not sure what I am doing with blank if there's another letdown next week. Joe Mixon. Yeah, it's got to be Joe Mixon. Mixon. Across the board. Because I think I know what I'm going to do with A.J. Green. <laughs> you could drop him or trade him? Well, I'm going to trade him to the Packers, apparently. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to bench him. I won't be able to trust him on my fantasy team. What about Kenny and Drake? Yeah. I love that schedule coming up for him. And I think the workload that he's had has been good. I, I don't, I'm not ready to put him on the Joe Boo list yet. I'll, get, I'll tell you what, I'm not sure what I'm going to do if Darius Slayton has another letdown. I think it might be time to drop him. Could be, yeah. Okay, from VC. I think DK Metcalf's production is blank sustainable, and I would blank try to sell high on him now. I'll read it again. I think DK Metcalf's production is blank sustainable, and I would blank try to sell high on him now. I think DK Metcalf's production is potentially sustainable, meaning he can do these big plays every week. And I would, I, I'm not even going to fill in that blank. I could, st- I could try selling high on Metcalf. Uh, he's the number six wide receiver in fantasy with 12 catches. Right. I think DK Metcalf's production is not sustainable. <laughs> and I would probably try to sell high on him now. If you could turn him into Kenny Galladay, would you? You would. Yes. If yes. you could, would you want to turn him into Robert Woods? In PPR, yes. Would you want to turn him into Odell Beckham? Oh. No, 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 no. Terry McLaurin. No. Mm. Yeah, probably. I think pineapple does belong on pizza. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that. All right, Nick, what sorry, do you think? Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was the other podcast. Nick, again. would you uh would you trade DK Metcalf for Joe Mixon? No. You know, it's always the age old question. What do you what do you have? What do you need? Um in a vacuum, I'd say you could potentially do that. I'm I'm on a bandwagon of I'm selling Lockett for you know, I'm selling high on Lockett right now. I I think Metcalf's, you know, PPR stats are sustainable for me, and I'm selling high. Um, you know, obviously on Lockett right now. All right, let's do um, one or two more here from Joseph Nick, you, Rodriguez. Hold on, hold on. Nick, are you selling high on Russell Wilson? Ooh, um, in, in a in a bunch of leagues, I have him as my quarterback. Me too. I, I think this is the year, man. I, I just think he's going to win MVP, and he's going to continue you know, with the counting stats. I just think it's his year, and everyone else is watching. All right, Adrian Peterson will, be, will blank this season for the Lions. Adrian Peterson will blank this season for the Lions. play i don't start blank this season it doesn't have to be one word am i supposed to use a dirty word here (laughs) Um, i did on on the podcast (laughs) up in my noggin (laughs) lead the running backs lead the running backs 
And so, like, you can't fill in the blank with that and then also tell me that DeAndre Swift is a buy low. Sure you can. No, you can't, Heath. Why? I, I, make Heath is making the case I have that, done that. Heath is making the case that two Lions running backs will be startable for fantasy. Oh, yeah. That, those, so the Lions have not had a one startable running back in like seven years. So now let's get two. Uh, Nick, Adrian Peterson will be a bi-week replacement running back this season for the Lions. Okay, there you go. That's a good one. Nick, um, any, any love for Adrian Peterson? I, I mean, if I had to answer this, I would say he would continue to be the bull cow running back for the Lions. And, you know, he, last couple of seasons, he's been putting up those rushing yards and stats. So I think they're going to continue it and Swift, you know, maybe spell him a little bit. And I think, uh, you know, John Jay Swift is more in next year's, um, you know, he could be a, a really good player next year. Finally, from Alex, Heath Cummings will rank Rodrigo Blankenship in the top blank. Um, so there's two blanks in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing baseball rankings anymore. <laughs> Come on, Heath. You were, you're way too low on Rodrigo Blankenship week after week. Um, where do I have him? I, let's find out. If it's not yeah, in the top 10. The top 10. I have him ninth. Oh, okay, good, good. You've learned your lesson. Is that, uh, where does he rank for the year? Has he done a lot of kicks? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 managed to kick well and even well. I don't know how well he's he's, he's fifth. A couple. <laughs> oh wait, wait. No, those are yeah. No, he's fifth. Goskowski. Like this is solely just a, a glasses thing, right? Oh, he's third. You got a problem with people with glasses, Heath? There are three people tied for third, and he's one of them. In what scoring format? I don't know. One of the leagues. This point at. per yard? No. Tenth of a point per yard? I. Dude, who cares? Okay, let's go to our Apple Podcast questions. This is shtick at this point. Finish the show at this point. Uh, finish the show with these Apple Podcast questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Nick go first on all these. From Shine Dog, 12 team PPR, grade the trade. Give Daryl Henderson and Russell Gage for Kenyon Drake and Brandon Cooks. Daryl Henderson and Russell Gage for Kenyon Drake and Brandon Cooks. Um I I I kind of it's it's whether you believe Cooks can, you know, you guys have been saying that all the Texans are good by lows right now. I, I don't think Gage is going to be this productive for the rest of the season. I know he's going through some issues right now. I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Drake Cook side and just hoping that both players are, you know, you're buying low and it could help you win, you know, for the rest of the season. So I'll say, I'll say B minus. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, C minus. Oh, you don't like it then. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I did. Yeah, B minus. B minus. Okay. So Henderson engaged for Drake and Cooks. Dave Heath, what do you got? Uh, I think the the Drake side wins. Okay. From Grant Witcher, give up Evan Ingram and David Montgomery. Get back a Coors Light tall can and a high five. <laughs> uh, easily A. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, like uh, that's David Montgomery also very frustrating. Maybe David Montgomery's a buy low. For sure. Should, yes. Okay. Ryan from a city northwest of Tampa. Northwest of Tampa, Gainesville. Most of no, America, really. No, wait. Isn't Gainesville east of Tampa? Oh, northwest. I got my west and east mixed Seattle. up. Seattle. <laughs> northwest of Tampa. Uh, let's go with Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, Memphis. Okay, grade the trade. Give up Austin Eckler, Tyler Boyd, and Jonu Smith. Austin Eckler, Tyler Boyd, and Jonu Smith. Get back Kenyon Drake, Deontay Johnson, Darius Slayton, and Nikhil Harry. Uh, D. 
Yeah. Yeah, bad. Terrible. Don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> well said, Nick. That was a grading on a curve, too, to give him a D. <laughs> from Everybody else flunked the test, so okay, I'm going to nice. give you a D. Uh, from Steve, would you accept this trade in PPR? Give up Josh Jacobs and A.J. Green? Get DeAndre Hopkins and Kareem Hunt. Jacobs and A.J. Green, get DeAndre Hopkins and Kareem Hunt. Um, I mean, Kareem Hunt seems like he's the talk of the town right now. What's going to happen with the Browns this year? I think you're getting the best player in Hopkins in a deal, so I'd, I'd probably say it's a it's a it's a it's a solid B for me. Hopkins Hunt side is better. Yeah, Dave does not give grades anymore. They're demeaning to kids. We're just gonna <laughs> go to the new grading system. You know what the funny thing? Everybody he, passes. Dave no, gave a grade. I'm tell you which side. I'm telling you which side grades out better on the trade chart. Dave Dave's other podcast that his head is called Dave's. <laughs> Dave's grades. Dave's trades grade. Uh, so like, like he just grades everything the entire show. So B plus. We're looking forward to it. All right, That's hey Nick, thanks called. for thanks for coming on, dude. It was really great having you on. Guys, again, big fan. I uh, really appreciate this, and uh, you know, hats off to Ben for putting this together. And you know, I'll definitely follow me on Twitter if you guys want. Ct underscore fox fox. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. It's been a great time. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Nick. for your donation, absolutely, and for being such a dedicated listener. We really appreciate it. And good luck to you in all ten of your leagues. For Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, and Ben Schrager, I'm Adam Azer. Talk to you tomorrow with Starter Sit for the AFC Home Games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.